All right, everybody. Um, hi, my name's Jeff Gluck, and I'm alongside Jordan Bianchi. We are here at Daytona International Speedway um, late at night here on Monday night. Certainly different circumstances than we thought we would be, Jordan. We thought we'd be Sunday, first of all, and then um, look like we we're just going to be Monday early evening. Uh, and then everything changed. So let's just set the scene now because maybe by the time you're listening, you have more information than we do. So what we know right now is that on the last lap of the race, Ryan Newman um, was, he flipped and he got hit in a very vulnerable spot with his car by Corey LaJoy, who was obviously trying to finish. Denny Hamlin wins the race. He becomes three-time Daytona 500 champion, back-to-back -back, uh, champion. And we do know, thank, thankfully, so thankfully, that uh, Ryan Newman is alive. We've been told he's in serious condition, but has non-life-threatening injuries. And uh, I, you know, we you don't want to get too excited because you don't know what his injuries are. Still, we have no information on that at all, and we don't really know what serious condition really means. But we do know that he's alive, and so we can be thankful for that. Um. I guess I should let you talk, Jordan. How are, how are you doing? I'm fine. Uh, crazy, crazy last few days with the rain, the weather, the delay, and then obviously the finish. Um, those are kind of the wrecks when that when he hit like that, the car becomes compromised, and then you know, and then another car impacts you. That's the worst almost. I think. I mean, it's pretty much worst case scenario. Yeah, I mean, the car's yeah. compromised at that point, especially because way he hit. Um, and then Corey LaJoy at full speed. I mean, it, yeah. That's, and then you skid for a couple hundred yards. And then and the fuel's yeah. pulling out and pouring out and just, stuff. That uh, yeah, was just, just really a, bad. Really horrible circumstances. A worst case scenario, like you said. Um, yeah. The, the best thing you can say out of this is that he's alive. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, I, I wouldn't expect that this podcast is going to be too insightful in terms of Newman himself because – um, like I said, we don't have a ton of information, but we can just talk about uh, sort of what we saw and things like that. Um, so for me, um, I went to Halifax Health uh, Medical Center and the whole walk there, I just thought, I mean, we didn't have any information and it seemed like such a long time before we didn't. I, I just, I just thought, he's gone you know i mean the, the way that he hit and the circumstances and the you know they put up the black screens around the car kind of and um it just it just seems so bad I, I you know i listened to his radio um i had his i turned to his radio right away i was just hoping to hear something and then you know you heard the spotter trying to give a couple updates to the team but nothing ever ever happened um, as far as talk from him so that was really concerning um, but you know, I, I guess I just thought this is, you know, he's, he's gone. So the fact that he was alive was huge. I will say at the hospital, you know, there was probably, I think there was nine or 10 TV cameras. Everybody's waiting. You know, you don't know whether somebody's going to come out there or give an update here. Ultimately they gave the update here and, uh, back at, in the media center. And so there's all these news people, and they're they're doing their ten o'clock news reports, stand ups in front of the 
hospital and, and we, you know, we knew that some Roush people were in there. So we just, we just didn't know if that was where we get the information or what. Right. But so anyway, the, you know, the Steve O'Donnell comes and reads the Roush statement here in the media center and, um, people had pulled it up on their phone to watch it on the nascar.com live stream. And we see that, you know, he's alive. And of course, when word immediately hits Twitter that he's alive and there's this, you know, there's fans had gathered too. I mean, not, not a ton, but maybe like a dozen fans or something. And this one, you know, everybody was happy. Obviously this one family just overjoyed and just cheering. Like, you know, somebody to want to race just, you know, it's going, woo, you know, thank you, Lord, rocket man. Yes. Thank you, Lord. You know, he's just so excited clapping. And it was such an odd thing because you had like the, the hum of the news vans and the generators and stuff and the news people doing their reports. And this guy's just so overjoyed, but I think he, you know, sort of speaks for everybody that is when they found out that news, if he's alive, I mean, what was the, what was your reaction here in the media center? Uh, reaction was, well, I'm glad he's alive. <laughs> um, you know, you kind of, he was pretty quiet here in an unusual way. I mean, usually the garage post race, there's people milling about doing this and that. Um, that was, it was just, this was a very quiet and subdued garage. It was, nobody was around and, you know, a lot of that too is, or some of that is, is, you know, people are getting out of here cause they have to get back to Charlotte cause of the delay and everything. But it definitely had a, a feeling of something is going on, something hap- something happened, and then something else may be announced or something else is coming down the pipe. You know, um, there's a spot in the garage that's been, you know, kind of sectioned off that no one is, is allowed over there, media, which for us, you know, we at post-race garage, we can go anywhere we want in the garage. Um, that's not the case. Um, you know, going down on pit road uh, to Newman's pit stall, which is really not too far from the accident, actually. The accident site, they're almost at the exit of Pit Road, they're Pit Stall 4. So close by, I went down there to, to do my thing, and that was kind of being, people were being pushed out of there, and that was being closed off. And So it's just, uh, you got the sense that something was, you know, obviously something had happened, something major had happened. Um, and then you kind of look around, and you start seeing who's around in terms of, track and nascar personnel and who's not here and and you can it's uh it was interesting yeah i mean we've we've never been in a situation like this i mean i haven't i've never covered uh, a death i mean i started covering racing in 2004 um so obviously the last nascar death was 2001 and so, so you when you get the sort of ominous feeling like you had tonight um you know it was sort of you felt like this is this is what that must feel like. I had never been to you know any of the indie car races or dirt races where somebody passed away also, and I just thought. So, when I was walking to the hospital, his car came right by me on the. Uh, um, when I was walking out of the garage, his car came right by me down that access road, by the care center, you mm-hmm. know, outside the garage, and it, it wasn't covered up or anything yet. And I mean, it was just right there, and. I just thought, you know, sort of like sometimes when when a car passes you after a big super speedway wreck, your instinct is to pull out your camera and take a picture of it. Yeah. Be like, whoa, look at this wreck. But I just looked at it and it just made me kind of sick. And I just thought, you know, a man may have lost his life in that. I'm not, I'm not taking a picture of that. So maybe not good for my 
maybe that's not the journalistic thing to do. I don't know if what you're supposed to do or not, but I didn't want to take a picture of it. And I saw it, you know, they took it in the garage and they took it to that part of the garage, the back part, the old garage part. And they immediately like put up like yellow, these yellow curtains. curtains, Yeah. Yeah, Around it. Curtains. Um, you know, it closed, closed the drapes kind of thing. Like they just don't, they don't want people seeing it or taking pictures of anything. So, um, again, I, I haven't really seen this protocol protocol. I haven't really been around it. Um, and again, I'm so thankful that he's alive so that, you know, we don't have to go down that road. I, I, again, you're, you guys are listening to this and you probably know more about his injuries. You know, it's, uh, almost midnight here on Monday night. We just don't, we just don't have that information. So I don't know. It's hard to say how thankful we really are because I mean, I don't know what happened, you know, but I'm, I'm just thankful he's alive. But, um, yeah, it's, you know, and, I I feel for everybody involved because obviously you know there there was a lot of people on on Twitter getting so mad at, at Denny Hamlin. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. And it's just, yeah. he had no idea. It's tough. Clearly, he clearly had no, had no idea. Clearly, no idea. I mean, his spotter was was trying to figure out what's going on top of the tower and figure out trying to check in on Newman and his condition. And Denny had no idea, and, and it's not his fault. And I was wondering about that because Denny won the race, and there was a lot. There was a pretty good amount of booze after he did his like celebration. Well, he's celebrating there, and I yeah. think the fans could see that, was, that there was a huge yes, wrecked car that, and, and safety crew. It. And there was, yeah. and it looked, and it was like there was a pretty good audible booze. And I'm like, yeah. that's really unusual. You don't, and this, you know, Denny's not a guy they boo, and but that was why. In retrospect, is is because he, you know, was celebrating, but he didn't know. And I thought Joe Gibbs kind of eloquently stated it when he came into the, the media center for the post-race press conference for the winning team and just said hey you know we we didn't know you know and we apologize and we offered a sincere apology and, and they're not trying to be disrespectful there was no there's no malice there well there was that shot that they were showing on the i don't know if they showed it on fox or not but on the ism vision when denny had finally you know gotten to victory lane or whatever and they showed him and you could see he's looking up at something that's reflecting off his face. You could see he was looking at some sort of mm-hmm. screen. I don't know if it was one of the TV monitors that they brought into Victory Lane or if he could see the reflection of a monitor or something. And you could see his face, like just eyes big wide. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I was thinking, oh, that's the first time he's, he really realizes what's happening. You know, obviously I wish somebody had gotten to him earlier, like even just run out to the grass or something and been like, no, no, don't don't celebrate like this like or you know but it's it just it looked bad obviously and it's a bad look but it's but, not, again not his fault yeah not his right. fault no blame and i think it's one of those things that once people realize that he didn't know yeah well i hope that forgotten. but i mean you know there was millions of people watching and yeah you know you don't not everybody's on twitter afterwards to see that what happened or the apology but um it was it was a you know, I mean, this is see. I'm not gonna have a ton of enthusiasm to talk about the race here because I think that all got the wind got taken out of our sails. But we can we can touch on it. I think that you know it was a fairly typical Daytona 500, and that you had um, you know some calm parts, some trying to make it to the end, and then you once it got racy yeah. with 40 to go or whatever. 40 50 to go third stage it was like as soon as that third stage started it was like a switch got flipped and the intensity skyrocketed and the moves that were being made were some very aggressive moves it looked like there was gonna be a couple times where like how did he save that car Mm -hmm. um 
the teamwork was interesting to see throughout the day because the Toyotas had a very clear strategy in stage one. The Ford teams, or not Ford teams, the Stuart Haas racing cars had a very clear strategy in stage two. Um, there was some inner manufacturer squabbling between Stuart Haas racing and team Penske. I thought it was the ending aside. I thought, I thought it was an entertaining race and I actually wasn't quite the crash fest that I thought it was going to be. There was a couple moments where I was like, Oh, that on you know, the restart there with Clint Boyer and, and Michael McDowell or looked like Boyer spun his tires. I was like, Oh boy, we're going to go through this Bush clash again. But I thought it was a pretty good, you know, an entertaining and, and good race and not quite, to the the craziness that you know we've kind of seen in recent years well i mean i guess it doesn't matter you know there was two big ones or yeah. i guess maybe three um i guess i guess you could probably say three because the the, the ending wreck was also another big one so that's fair um you know there was plenty of plenty of torn up stuff um but ultimately, the, you know, th- this race is not going to be remembered for what happened before the last lap. It's, it's just going to be about the finish. It's probably not going to be remembered for Denny Hamlin's third win, which if you look at it in historical context, it's pretty impressive. This is going to be remembered for the finish and, and right. you know, Ryan Newman's crash. Well, and it's similar to 2012, right? Um, yeah. Isn't that the Montoya? Yeah, Montoya, Jet Dryer, yeah. And like, Matt you, Kenseth won I was that. Say, nobody we, knows no that. Nobody knows. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and that was another, that was another rain delayed Monday it race. Was, the yeah. only other one that, that was, you know, sort of marred by an incident. Yeah. Um, and that, that had a good finish in that race too with Earnhardt chasing down Kenseth, but no one talks about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, you know, for a second there before Newman goes to the hospital, I mean, it looked like he was going to win the race. Yeah. I mean that that's what the crazy yeah, I mean, thing about this whole thing is a couple hundred like, yards away from winning that race and he can make he makes that block on he is successful making that block on Ryan Blaney probably wins that race because Hamlin's too far back to make a run I, yeah and and yeah, Ryan was be, t- and Ryan's a two-time Daytona 500 champion yeah it was going to be Blaney or Newman the way they pushed past Hamlin yeah um yeah, I I feel I, gosh, I felt so bad for Blaney watching him on TV. I saw him on put on pit road. Um, he walked right by me. That's a dry. It would look like somebody who was just processing and realize. You know, he you could tell it. It was. Yeah. I don't want to say sh- I don't, I don't want to put words in his mouth of what he was, but you could tell that he was thinking about everything that had transpired. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I'm actually looking at the the rundown for the first time here. I. You know, after that happened. Oh, yeah. I didn't look at the finishing order until like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's been race ended uh, maybe three hours ago or something, I would say. And, yeah, this is the first time I've seen it. So maybe you maybe you guys didn't have time to process it either. We can go, go over it. But longest Daytona 500 in history, by the way, 522 and a half miles, 209 laps. So Blaney finishes second. Chris Busher. Um, finishes third. David Reagan finished fourth. Yeah. I did not realize that. Yeah. Um, Front row cars had a really good. All three of their cars finished in like the top eleven. Wow. Harvick finishes fifth after um, he was in the back a lot of the day. Didn't get a lot of help. Boyer finishes sixth. Did I say Harvick finished sixth? I meant fifth. If I said that. 
Brendan Gaughan, who was lapped, got his lap back, tail end of the lead lap. He's good in these races, man. Somehow gets up there to finish He seventh. knows how to knock out top tens in these races. Wow. Corey LaJoy, who obviously Oof. slammed into uh, Newman there and felt terrible. You could see on Twitter yeah. afterwards after he realized the extent of it. Uh, he finishes eighth. Newman actually finished that race in ninth. Um, Larson, tenth. John Hunter Nemechek was the top rookie, finished 11th. Then you had Austin Dillon. Justin Haley with another good run for yeah, him. Yeah, last time we had a race at Daytona, he won the race. And Where does this guy come from? Yeah, he's good at these races. Um, Michael McDowell. Another front row 14th, car. 14th. Yeah. 15th for Bubba Wallace. Brennan Poole. Yeah. Finishes 16th. That's a car and a team that finished top 10 last year with Ross Chastain. So. Wow. But this is what Daytona is. I mean, you, you get a lot of wrecks and you knock out cars and you yeah. get some guys who don't typically finish up there have good runs. Yeah. So it looks like, uh, and then Chase Elliott was the last car in the lead lap. So 17 cars in the lead lap. Yeah, and Chase spun on the last lap there. Or he got spun or got That's crashed right. on the last That's lap. That's right. He and they looked like that. There was a, if they would have thrown the caution, I, I could see why they might have. It was a pretty... If yeah, I, I never saw a replay of the chase part of that. I mean, I saw that he it was coming out of turn one or two mm-hmm. pretty early in that lap. Yeah, it was turn he, one. He wrecked, and then I thought, well, typically, you know, and I, I even saw some people on Twitter say this, and this is not, I don't agree with this, and I don't think this is fair. They said, well, you know, Ryan Newman would have never gotten hurt if they'd thrown that, you know, but the bottom line is NASCAR is really trying to let these races play out, mm-hmm. these speedway races. Um, and they clearly just like, you know, the other day they didn't think that, uh, they could let it finish under green. So they stopped it and sent the safety crews out for the, uh, Xfinity race. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, this time they said, well, you know, they, they watched Elliot and they obviously thought he was, um, in okay shape or to, to hang on for the safety crews for a little bit. And then, so they let it play out and that, then that's what happened at the end. But I don't think you can you can blame NASCAR for, for that. Cause that was, you know, that's how they've been officiating. That's what people want to see with these races. Um, but I think let's talk about this for a minute, Jordan, because, you know, we're obviously a little bit, uh, sort of, I mean, I think this, that the, the fact that this kind of happens is a little bit stunning. Um, we're not used to seeing this in NASCAR and you, you know, Every every super speedway, that, you know, Kyle Larson broke his ribs last fall at Talladega or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he didn't even realize he broke his ribs till like a week later. And that's that's really the most kind of injuries that you see from these races. I mean, you don't, we haven't really seen a severe... Kyle Busch, 2015. Kyle Busch, but that was into an unprotected area, you know? Yeah, and and it's, it, it's a byproduct of this racing, though. Yes, but... I don't know. I just feel like uh, you just. Na- I will say NASCAR's been incredibly fortunate, though. I mean, we've seen we've had a, we you know a few years ago we had an epidemic of cars getting airborne. I mean, Austin right. Dillon, Kyle Larson, Carl Edwards. I mean, it was a long list of across the national series, and there's been a lot of crashes where you look at it and go, man, how did so and so walk away from this? And but I think that's the thing. You get so conditioned to it. Absolutely. Michael McDowell, 100%. at Texas, Elliot Sadler at Pocono. Absolutely. Dylan Larson. 
in the fences here. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time they walk away and they get out, you know, and they wave to the crowd and you're just like, well, I mean, and I think the drivers feel that way too. I mean, I think this, this generation of drivers has sort of started to feel indestructible in some ways. Like, well, they're always going to get out. And in fact, I would say the fact that Newman thankfully has lived through this is maybe going to give even more to that. You know, they're going to say to themselves, well, if that even doesn't do it, I mean, and I, and I, I bring this up because I think this promotes more aggression and more aggressive racing. They, they don't have fear. You know what I mean? No, I mean, we're in, we're in, in dirt and in IndyCar, you know, if, if you, yeah. it, there's some real, real bad this consequences. Is, and again, so we don't know the injury. So something he could be in really bad shape. You know, I, I, I don't know. So, but I, I guess what I'm saying is, um, it's more common over there. than it Yes. Is over they here. think that that's something that happens in the other series. You can see in their comments. Yeah. Well, good thing I'm in, I have a roof over my head, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I'd never do the Indy 500 because that's dangerous. Yeah. But the implication is this isn't, or this isn't as much. And I think everybody, fans believe that too. You know, you expect somebody to get out. And that's why this, this whole night was um, just sort of jarring, I guess. But, I mean, I always have it in the back of my mind. And people argue with me. Oh, you're worrying too much about, you know, super speedways and you're freaking out but i think this is i don't know i just i think i i think like you said nascar has gotten very lucky over the last and i will you know and i also will say they've done some great job with safety they have Uh, they have i mean they're safer barriers safer barriers hans of it you know you can say you know they've gotten lucky and they're absolutely have in a lot of respect but the fact that they haven't had a fatality at the national series level since 2001 is a testament to what they have done. They have done a great job. The Hans, the safety, the, the car that they introduced where the, the greenhouse yep. is more centered. Um, the door foam, yeah, the hard I mean, bars around the cockpit, the just, seats. Yeah, and I don't think, honestly, I don't think NASCAR gets enough credit for what they have done. I mean, they have had, you know, yeah, was the wall in 2015 been protected? Should have been? Absolutely. They did own up to that, though, and I give them credit. They, they said we were going to fix this, and they did. And then it, since then, every track has really been very proactive. They deserve a lot of credit for why drivers continue to walk away from these hard crashes, you know. And it's it's the reality of it, and it's, it's, it's great that they're still doing that. But this does send a reminder that when things like this happen, this is still very dangerous. You know, you hear it a lot. You know, like you sometimes you hear it from, you know, old-time drivers, you know, hey, that, 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 the danger, like you say, is, is no longer around. It's not prevalent anymore. And that's what makes fans of racing is because they like to see the danger part of it. And that's gone. But this serves as a very real reminder that this is incredibly dangerous. Um, it's, it's, it's just, uh, yeah. Well, I don't really know if I have too much more to add here. Um, I mean, I don't really feel like doing the guess of what is it a good race poll. So maybe we can just skip that. Yeah, we can skip that. Um, any other takeaways outside of you know the finish or anything? Not really. I mean, I think this is the kind of thing that you know this kind of this this happens um, because this is super speedway racing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, on to Las Vegas. Be interesting race. Yeah. Kind of sets the tone for the season in a lot of respects. 
Yeah. Mile and a half racetrack. It'll be interesting to see how. And this will continue to be a topic. As well. Oh, this I will. Mean, this this will is going to be continue to be a topic for Las this, Vegas discussion, and, and it will be weeks after that. This is going to be a season long topic, I think. Of, yeah. Especially, you know, it's going to be about, you know, you're going to have people talking about safety. Um, obviously, Newman's not going to be driving for at least a, a while. I mean, who knows? Again, we don't know his injuries. This is so hard to talk about this because we're we're just so in the dark right now but um you know people are going to be talking about oh is who's who's going to be driving for him in las vegas this is just going to be an ongoing story there's going to be updates about how he's doing uh so this this will you know it's it's going to be a while before i think people just get back to talking about just the racing again um and you know the season is sort of open this way right i mean you had the president's visit that sparked a lot of conversation on on either side of the political spectrum, I guess. Um, so you had a lot of people talking about that. And then you have followed by um, a rain out, which got a lot of people upset. Even though I don't, I don't think NASCAR could have done much about that, except unless they wanted to race it, finish racing at one a.m. Mm-hmm. Sunday night. Um, and then now this. So it's just uh, obviously. This is, you know, NASCAR is looking for a good start to the season to try to pick up on some of the momentum that they had last year where the ratings sort of rose up. And now it's just, um, I don't know, but uh, we will be covering it for you. Um, sorry, this isn't more of a, I don't know. I'm not going <laughs> to, I don't know. I mean, what wh- what can you say, right? This is, this is just a weird situation. Thank you for sticking with us, listening. Uh, Jordan, I'd hope to have a more fun conversation with you since we're actually in person and we don't get to do many of these in person. I don't know when the next time. I was just thinking about that. I'm trying to remember. I may, are you coming to Martinsville? And I don't think so. Are so, you coming to Talladega? Nope. Am I'm I not, doing no, that? You're Talladega by yourself, I think. We're, so. we're alternating so much this year yeah, pretty much. to try we to cover skip. as much as we can. So um, I might not see you for a long time. So I we're going to be doing these the virtually and stuff. I'm have to give you a hug. Yeah, I know, right? Well, I'll miss you, Jordan, but that just means that I can, you know, antagonize you, I guess, from uh, from afar because you can't punch me or anything like that. So <laughs> never punch you. I'm a lover, not a fighter. All right. Everybody, thanks so much for the support during Speed Weeks. We're uh, we really appreciate all the kind words for our stories. We worked really hard and um, we appreciate you guys being subscribers or listeners or whatever you are. Um, so. Thanks so much for listening. We will be back with another podcast last, uh, next week. I'll be from Las Vegas. Jordan will be chiming in as well. And obviously stay tuned for, for more updates on this whole situation. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We will talk to you later.